Consider this your daily reminder to not park like a jack wagon. And yeah, it can sound a little bit cliche, but I got to tell you, especially since Park Narcs was born in the VFX parking lot, it's something I think about. AJ Knight with you this morning on VFX. Hope it's a good Wednesday morning. Yeah, Park Narcs was born. It, uh, granted, little caveat, it was born because of a snow that happened, so the lines were covered up, and then once it quickly melted, as does in Utah, it was cold in the morning, it was decent in the afternoon, it was like, wow, we're terrible. But this is your reminder not to do that, because I know for a fact, heard from listeners messaging in, submitting their nominees as they find them, it's kind of like sharks in the water. They know what's going on, they're out hunting for them, because, well, one, they're good people who want to expose those who park like jack wagons Two, it's just kind of fun for them to see if they can find the winner i mean there's prizes don't get me wrong and you win you get entered in for the grand tournament but mostly it's for the pride of knowing on a park narc winner nominee number one this week if you haven't checked out park narcs is no one to see no one to tattle this uh bluish steel uh, car has decided to not only park in a special needs spot, also to park in a stripy rectangle, a little half here, half there, six one way, half a dozen another. More importantly, though, I didn't realize until yesterday, shows I'm attention to detail, I was just so appalled by its parking. It's actually like right up against the curb. And so there's no way it like could have turned in, pulled straight. Like it had to have backed into this spot. So it was a very decisive decision to take up these two spots that it is does not have a pass for at the front of a store. Just, ugh. And then nominee number two, sir, can I talk to you about your spot? In the age of spam, this looks like a spam conversation is one SUV is parked correctly, and right next to it is a big triangle, stripey triangle, big stripey triangle as opposed to tri rectangle. Ah, that's a tongue twister. And this SUV is just pulled in like 45 degrees into it. It's in the stripey triangle right next to this SUV, and it just looks like Car's extended warranty is expired. We're here to talk to you about that. And then now there's nowhere to go because you're stuck in a parking lot. Those are pinned to the top of our Facebook page. Have you voted? And again, thank you to all those that uh, vote and submit Park Narc nominees. Very much appreciated. You're doing uh, good work helping to clean up the valley. But vote pinned to the top of our Facebook page. Which one is the most annoying to you? Does a gift ever stop being a gift? If you buy something with the intention of it being used for an event and then you are no longer allowed as part of the event, do you have a claim to at least getting your money back? Not taking the gift back, but getting your money back. One future family already having issues before the wedding has started? Not good. Can a gift stop being a gift? AJ Knight on VFX. Uh, stories got viral. A woman wrote into, excuse me, a fiance wrote into USA Today. And apparently what had happened is she went out with her sister, future sister-in-law, and went to buy her wedding dress, and she was going to split up the payments to put up a payment plan because not cheap. And her future sister-in-law said, no, 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 got you. I got this half. It's a gift for the wedding. Since then, brother and sister, groom and sister-in-law, future sister-in-law, have gotten in a fight, and now sister's not coming to the wedding and says, you need to pay me back for that, that half of the thing because it doesn't feel like a gift anymore. Can that be taken back because the if it was bought with the you know idea of this is for your wedding do something nice for future sisters do this are you allowed to go back and say i want my money back because i bought this for the wedding and now i'm not going uh on the phone we've got uh jack jack what do you think i think maybe there was a miscommunication somewhere between the two uh, i think she should 
pay her back and make amends for the sake of everyone else. I shouldn't be at odds over this. It's a mistake on everyone involved. So that's the, the, the thing at the end of the day is whether the sister-in-law's coming to the wedding or not, they are going to be related. And so then the question is who should make the first move in terms of doing so? Because without knowing what the argument I feel like is between groom and bride, or excuse me, groom and sister, how do you get involved? I, I think there's definitely something... If you could be the bigger person, it would probably be a good idea to at least maybe be like, okay, look, so this, like, I, I want to figure this out and try and make amends because we're about to be sisters. But I don't know. Fundamentally, doesn't that go against the idea of calling it, quote, a gift? Kayla's on the phone. Kayla, what do you think? Absolutely not. You never give a gift expecting something in return. Right. If it's too expensive, then find something cheaper. Life is not about the stuff. <laughs> That's generally the argument, and you can't say no. The general argument, right, is that if you give a gift with something back, expecting something back, it's not a gift. It, I do feel like, and maybe I'm crazy, but I do feel like because of the specialness of the circumstances, there might be some asterisks, so to speak. Do I think you should pay back for the wedding dress? Maybe, maybe not the whole thing? But I, I feel like it would probably be a good idea to make amends, depending on what happened. Again, the the sister and brother got in a fight. That's the groom and the future sister-in-law, the one that's helped pay for half the wedding dress. They got in a fight. Now she's not coming. Doesn't doesn't say that in the argument that she was told, um, you're not allowed to come. Maybe she just decided she's like, no, I just don't want to be there. I like I'm done with this. I don't want to be there. I, I I still feel like you should try and make amends, even if you don't want to pay back for that wedding dress. Just be like, hey, look, here's the deal. Let's come up with something else because we're going to be sisters. We're going to be sisters. But should you pay back for the gift? I'm going to go with, I think I'm going to go with Kayla and say no. And look, I'm normally the one who is very quick to be like, all right, dismiss family. Because to me, you, you build actually your, your surrogate family and those are the people you count on just because you're related to some people. Eh. But on the subject of family... Who is actually physically your family has become something that we've explored more and more, right? Those DNA tests, the ancestry kits. Well, since my, spoiler alert, dad is adopted, my brother and I thought, no, no doubter, that is a great Christmas gift. Not the case. Absolutely not the case, apparently. If you've watched TV or something on YouTube or just generally been anywhere with a screen, at some point you've probably seen some advertisement for one of the websites, Ancestry, the DNA kits, any of those. AJ Knight on VFX, the Gold's Gym Debate at 8. And it's hard not to look at those and be like, oh man, that is so cool. Because there's the, you can find out what your nationalities are. And of course, you can track down your long lost ancestors and possibly find out about a family. I mean, there's a bevy of ways you can go with it. And all of them seem super cool. And there's no way it's not a no-brainer because... You feel connected, right? You feel more personalized, more unique when you know the details and then can kind of, uh, I, don't, I don't want to say like because you would, you would take advantage of it, but like to associate with the cultures that maybe are a part of your chemical makeup. Am I wrong? Like everybody, everybody has that some kind of appeal on there. Josie on the phone, right? You would do that? Yeah, honestly, why not? I mean, I'd be curious to see what the results would be. Right. You know, especially since I don't really know what I'm mixed with, and uh, there's a whole side of that family that I don't know either. See, and that's the other part of it. I'm glad you said that. So my dad, family secret, 
is adopted. So knows what the last name is, and that's about it, and know very little about that side of the family. So as this is caught on more and more, my brother and I are like, slam dunk. This is a no-brainer Christmas gift. Ancestry, the DNA thing, this is the no-brainer to get him that, to have him take whatever test, to track it all down, and see if there's some kind of answers along the way, to give him some kind of feedbacks, closure, whatever you want to call it with his family. Dad said no. Dad said absolutely not. That's a no, 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 no. I just, uh, that's spitting in a cup thing. I, uh, no, I don't want to do that. What? Why? And he wouldn't come out and say it, but we all know what he's thinking. I'm like, huh? Dad, come on. Really? Xavier's on the phone. Xavier, you got opinion on these DNA tests? Do it. Yes, no. I definitely don't get giving over my DNA. There's a saying, if you're paying for something, you're the product. They'd probably sell my information for something. I don't trust it. I would most likely pass, even though I am kind of interested. <laughs> okay. So I, the paying for something, that's really an interesting saying. Uh, I, I guess they'd say you're for me. Okay. That's, so my dad was along the same lines. Can, can we be clear here? You do blood tests. You log in. A bunch of people have face lock now. You go everywhere, there's cameras, ATM machines, traffic cams. Like, you are you are tracked. You are where you are, and people know where you are all of the time. Your phone has GPS on it. They use that to track when the busiest hours of restaurants are. Have you ever seen that? It's because they use people's GPS to see when people show up to those restaurants. You are tracked. That being said, this is the kicker for me with my dad. So he, whatever, you, Xavier, same thing. You don't want to do it. That's fine. We can't force you to do it. But then he said... But if one of you two wants to do it and kind of track it down from there and let me know what happens, like, okay. So he can't risk giving up his DNA because who knows what will happen. Sell his information like Xavier said, track him, whatever it is. But his sons, well, that's just all right. That's fine. (sighs) Needless to say, we've tried this for three straight years. It hasn't worked. I don't think 2022 will be any different. And at this point, kind of don't want to give the satisfaction of doing it myself and having the answers. And I don't feel spiteful enough to do it and then hold out on those answers because then I would feel really, really, really guilty. So I don't know what to do because I kind of actually want to know the longer this goes on, the more I see this commercial subliminal or not. They're trying to get they, they get me. It works. I kind of want to do it, but I'm still I'm out of I admit pure spite. I'm still very frustrated that what my brother and I still think is an amazing gift. My dad was like, nah, nah. So almost out of spite now, I'm not doing it. And I can't, I can't keep it a secret. Like, that would be too rude. But, ah, ah. Fingers crossed. We don't find out that we have any uh, relatives from Florida or make their whole base in Florida because we don't really need that crazy injected into the DNA stream anymore. I mean, today there's a police goat, and then, well, one guy just really wanted a hot dog. Been a minute since we've had an animal in Florida, not AJ Knight with you on VFX, but we've got two dumb stories, one from Florida, one not. The home of the dumb criminal, the original dumb criminal, is Florida, and that's why it's so fun because 90% of dumb stories are from the state of Florida. So headline number one, cops were chasing a guy on foot when a goat showed up to chase him too and is actually the one that flushed him out that led him to getting arrested. Goat cop. And story number two, dude just really wanted concessions, uh, excuse me, concession stand hot dog. 
So, a naked man broke into a Little League concession stand solely for a hot dog. Uh, the unexplainable of the night when it comes to Florida or not. Crazy stories one way or the other. Which dumb criminal star sounds like it should be the show of Florida or not? Would you like the goat cop or the, uh, well, hot dog craving naked guy? Florida not with AJ Knight on VFX. <laughs> Two dumb stories. One is from Florida, which all started because the home of dumb criminals is Florida. So let's see which one we think it is. Story number one. Two police officers were arresting a guy for domestic assault last month when he tried to run. He took off on foot and started going through a field. They were chasing him. Then out of nowhere, a, a goat started chasing the guy and actually was faster than the cops. The guy ran into the woods. The goat went in there and was able to track him down, flush him out of the woods so that the cops arrested him. That people had petitioned for the goat to get accommodation for helping, which obviously he should. He was the one that was responsible for it. They were on the bus, they're like in pursuit. The goat's like, I got this. And then to lure him, to force him out of the woods, which to be honest, I mean, I guess in the moment, maybe I'd freak out, but I'd like it, my, I don't want to get headbutted by anything, but a goat, a go, goat. Uh, uh. Story number two. A uh, Little League owner had to turn in surveillance cameras because $5,000 worth of damages was done to his Little League ballpark because a naked guy, well, excuse me, he was in some proper attire. A naked guy in a baseball cap and gloves used a crowbar to break into the concession stand to steal $250 from a cash box as well as a package of hot dogs before escaping. To which the question is, ah, yes, obviously, if you're in the realm of petty theft, everyone knows Little League concession stands are going to be loaded. Really? And what was the point of being naked? Like the face, the face is the part you're supposed to cover. He didn't cover anything, but the face is the part you're supposed to cover. And he was like, all right, if I come in completely naked, they'll be completely shocked by my nudity. And that will allow the cameras to be like, oh, no, we can't look. We can't look at what's happening. This is so wrong. What? Just What? Now, I think you could go either way here. Someone formally guessing all the time for Florida not because the animal cop's a cool story, but that story ends up with a hero, right? Which is the goat, which I'm sure there, there has to be some in Florida. And then there's the guy that's naked stealing a hot dog. So I, I feel like because at the idea, I don't know. I always like to pitch to picture like I'm sitting down with my dudes. All right, here's the plan. We're going to break into a little league stand. And we're going to steal hot dogs. Okay, but what plan plan B through C? What else you got here? Rotate through a couple more. So with that being said, I think you 100% got to go with story number two, which... Correct. The goat was actually in Virginia, and he should get accommodation. We have a whole holiday dinner at a stupid groundhog that's never right. How about the dude that actually did something and caught someone? Goat is hero. Florida not on VFX. Okay, so it's really interesting to watch what's happening when it comes to the workplace in Europe because we can easily go, LOL, haha, Europe. But then the most recent question is, are you being spied on? And the answer, like, yes, all the time. But what about at the workplace? Is it is it paranoid to think at this point, like, in this day and age, you're always being watched? Because I just feel like it's the truth of the matter, right? Agent out of VFX with you. Hope you're having a good Wednesday morning. Like, if you think about it, there's cameras for everything. Traffic cams, ATMs, everybody has a phone, which is usually the thing that is said when someone does something stupid that goes viral. But do you think about it in the workplace? Because my first my first job, it was a, it was a store, a clothing store, and they had on the roof, 
or the ceiling, they had those little half dark glass half circles that are supposed to cover cameras, right? And I remember asking one day about them because as suspiciously as that sounded, I was trying to find a way to ask if they were legitimately there. Like, oh, no, 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 no. but we like people to think they're there. And then that was like, oh, okay, and my behavior may, may, maybe a smidge trended down. But what's really interesting is in the UK right now, there's a bill in place to disclose uh, what's going on with surveillance equipment. On top of that, there's all the debate about how much workers can separate from the workplace and home in terms of being contacted and all that. And I was curious, with you know, remote working picked up, maybe you were given a laptop, maybe not. Do you think, do you think remote working, working in the building, you're spied on at all at your job? Garrett's on the phone. Garrett, what do you think? They definitely are spying on my laptop, but I found ways around that. How? I use my own personal computer, and I rarely use any of their equipment if I don't have to. Uh, that way I don't have to worry about them watching me. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> my answer is no. Kind of a loose cannon out there who says things, and I feel like it would be come back to me. And you would think it's one of our running gags. Right? We got microphones at all the studios, so when someone comes in, it says, "Okay, okay." So don't tell anybody. I told you this. The first thing you do is, like, "All right, hold on a second. Then you turn on the microphone to let them know. All right, I'm all ears. Go ahead, let me hear it. But do I think it happens more than I think? I'm going to say no because I actually think it happens a fair amount. And so I think, in all honesty, in an everyday thing, it's one of those things where everybody's so concerned. Everybody's watching you. Everybody's paying attention to every little detail you do. But everybody's kind of wrapped up in their own thing. So I think it happens more often than not. But overall, I still think it's probably less than I think it is, which is exactly what they want me to think. So in the long run, Garrett's probably right. (laughs) Do you think you're being spied on? While we're talking about potentially breaking the law for Would You Rather Wednesday, hypothetical, but... Which would be your preference of law breaking? And this was done solely because I am forcing myself to tell you the time that me in a roundabout, well, let's just say we didn't see eye to eye. Most power that Would You Rather Wednesday might have ever had is making just one little traffic violation not quite illegal for just a second. And to to Utah's credit, AJ Knight on VFX, I tell you, get four-way stops, stoplights, have never seen any issues with them because you got to make do with what you expect. The only issues you ever run into is when people are turning left, they go after the red light. Understand, because it's impossible to turn left in this town. And the stop signs, like, I think they could go faster. So you guys, everybody does that. But, but, would you rather run a stop sign or a red light? And the answer, like, so if it's not everybody else paying attention, it's got to be stop sign, right? Because red light just feels like you're taking way too much of a chance for someone to come the other way. But if you could need need to break just one, which one is the one that's most inconvenient to you? Is there a stoplight, a stop sign that you always feels like bogs you down? That would be this question of which one you want to run through. The other reason to pick this one is two reasons, and they're two stories. Someone shall remain nameless, maybe just once upon a time, was cruising down 6th on uh in one of the station vehicles and zoned out and maybe just maybe wasn't paying attention and went through a stop sign. And that story seared into their brain because they parked, had to come back to work. And then a cop came and visited the studio and went around the parking lot and then ultimately left. And they were like, that was me. That was me. 
Now, that's hypothetical. Just someone who shall remain nameless. I can't tell you, though. So roundabouts, right, the new thing to put in because they're safer. They keep the traffic flow going because you can't just run through and get T-boned necessarily. You can drive over them, though. One night when I was in college, I went down to uh, Greensville, I think is the name of town, Indiana. And I had never been there before, but I went down to see a lady. And I spent the evening with her, and then it was time for me to make my way back home. Well, while I was making my way back home, it just poured. It poured and poured and poured. Like, in the middle of the night where it's raining so hard, doesn't matter how long the windshield wipers are, it's, like, hard to see more than 10 feet in front of you. So I'm driving along in a town. I have no idea where I'm at. And all of a sudden, you hear, And that was the sound of me driving over the lip of a roundabout, over said roundabout, and then off said roundabout, only to be like, oops, now's probably a good idea to get out of here. Good thing I'm heading home. And I made it home safe and everything. But uh, that roundabout, yep, that's definitely going to have indentation in my car did, at least for some while. But would you rather run a stop sign or a red light? You've got the power. You can just skip through that one illegal thing. Please don't. Not not been said enough. Do not do that. But which would it be? And I think the answer's got to be stop sign because stop light, stop light feels a little bit too risky. On our Facebook page, Utah's VFX, safety tip, do not actually run a red light or a stop sign. Do not do that. That's not the end of the safety tips, though, because uh, I found a list of things that actually can save your life and... Wow, I'm, again, idiot. How did I not know these? Why is there not a book upon graduation or maybe even once you just get into high school that just says, here's essential knowledge you will need at some point in adulthood? Agent added VFX. Like, I was just talking to someone yesterday who was in college and they are doing math homework. I'm like, when am I ever going to use this? And it's a, it's a stupid question we ask all the time as whiny students, but then it kind of comes true because at the end of the day, like, why is there not a book of information just given, like, how to change a tire. Here's how to do your taxes. I stumbled across a list of life-saving tips, and I was like, these are really simple. Why did nobody tell me these things? I might want to save my own life. Like, for instance, for instance, so this one, okay, maybe not life-saving, but I think still really interesting. So when boiling a pot of water, so turn the handle inwards to the center of the stove, and the whole idea is in that way, you, kid, nobody bumps off anything scalding hot that just tips over onto whatever, and now you got to deal with those injuries. Now, that one may be more common sense after a while, though I got to tell you, you got to be cognizant of the burners and handles because I have, I admit, I have admit at least three times I have had the handle of something over the burner, not paying attention, and then went to pick the handle up. That is not a good time. But we were just talking about, right, committing traffic violations, purely hypothetical Cash Valley Police. It was purely hypothetical. But another life-saving tip, when you're making a turn across oncoming traffic, don't turn your wheels until it's time to make your turn because if you have your wheels turned and someone hits you, your car will now go at that angle. Now you're in, in oncoming traffic as opposed to just going straight. Great piece of advice. That was probably in a driving manual somewhere, but I just don't feel like it was pointed out enough to me. Um, with the weather that we've been having, nice, nice this week, but it is supposed to cool down. Never, never go for a drive in anything you can't walk more than a half mile in. The reason why? Because if your car gets stuck and now you got to walk and you decide, well, I'm just going to hop in the car for 15 minutes so it'll be fine that I'm chilly. Now what do you do? Or keep extra gear. One of the two. But again, th- that one, that one, I will say that 
I keep saying I'm going to put one of those, at least some of the essentials of the life-saving kit in my car, and then I keep forgetting. I can tell you this, though. As producer Butters found the other day, uh, a couple weeks ago, when he helped me film that video of the driving and eating challenge, that I do have some extra button-downs and some old tweed blazers that I used for a costume once upon a time. So, good news. I got that covered. I can dap her up a little bit, you know, 40 years ago, but I can dap her up a little bit if the car gets stranded. But these it's nuts to me, like... Why, why are these things not said more often? Or is it just that we blow them off entirely? I I don't want to blame solely on society or whatever. I should leave some caveat that maybe just maybe somebody said the wheels thing to me. Leave your wheels straight until it's time to turn. And I just was like, whatever, over the top of my head. I just, there should be a manual that everybody should get. Graduation of high school, maybe when you turn 16, maybe like when you get your license, like here's a new level of responsibility, here's your adult manual. Maybe they could just come in waves. Maybe they're like there should be one that comes at 16 and then one that comes at 18 and 21, a couple different ones. Like here's information along the way that's definitely going to be useful for you as opposed to finding out how long a string is on a kite because you use the shadow and the height of the kite. Who cares how long the string is? Nobody does. But to me, this goes along with yesterday where producer Butters. Bouncing the batteries, right? Because if they're dead, they bounce. I had no idea. Apparently, it's true. That one, I don't feel like I felt embarrassed about because, in all honesty, how many batteries are we using right now? But that's not to say that we don't all learn something embarrassingly late in life. And yet again, here we are. Safety tips, batteries bouncing. What's yours? 10 minutes on VFX. Dead batteries bounce. Something I learned this week that I didn't know, though I will confess... That is not something I felt embarrassed not to know. I honestly didn't think it was real even the first time Producer Butter said something. AJ Knight on VFX. But that's not to say that there's not embarrassing things along the way that I haven't learned. Because I think, unfortunately, you hope, you hope, speaking of guides being handed out just to give you the adult knowledge, parents, family, whoever ought to keep a running list of things that they've fibbed to you or kind of stretched the truth Otherwise, you go out into the world and look like an idiot when you find out for realsies. For instance, the rule in my mom's house was every meal had to have a vegetable. And because potatoes and corn are the best vegetables, what mom said was, well, those aren't vegetables, they're starches, which they are starches, but they're also vegetables. So we couldn't pick those all the time. So we had to pick green ones, right? Green beans, broccoli, peas, whatever. So then fast forward to what, three years ago on the AJ and McCall show at the time, and saying, uh, oh, well, what? How could people's favorite vegetables state by state be potatoes? Potatoes aren't a vegetable. Confidently spoken out loud only to realize, wait a minute. Laughter. Laughter. Oh, just kidding. I'm an idiot. Thank goodness that I had to learn that lesson live on air. So, what about anybody else? Uh, uh, Austin, what about you? What is the thing you learned embarrassingly late? I'm super embarrassed to admit this, but good, buddy. Uh, fine. apparently I didn't know that meat means that a drink doesn't have ice in it. I thought that when people were ordering a drink meat, they were just being like super pretentious um, <laughs> and like, you know, I don't know, wanting a clean class. I don't know. I'm an idiot. So stupid. <laughs> so let, let's be honest, Austin. How how would you know that? That's really funny, and I hope that it didn't come along with uh, just telling someone like, "All right, you tool, like, yeah, yeah we'd all like a nice glass." <laughs> how are you supposed to know that? I confess another one to you though. Um, I 
for a very long time, did not know that most vehicles, if not all, I think, come with a donut wheel in the back. I always thought it was really cool growing up. The Jeeps, right? They always had that one wheel on the back. And I was like, that's so smart. Why do more vehicles not do that? Almost all of them have the spare donut wheel in the back. They're just underneath the trunk. And then someone showed me, as often happens with cars, and I went, what? That was there the whole... Why did nobody tell me? Not that at that point I could change my tire, but I still feel like I should have known that information. Acid's on the phone. Acid, what did you learn embarrassingly late? How to pronounce the word archives correctly. For as long as I can remember, I've been saying it archive. Um, People just never said anything to me, and they would shrug it off until really recently my boss corrected my pronunciation. I was... Like, lied to by, like, everyone in my whole life. Yep. Yeah, somebody should have said to Your friends clearly don't care about you. They corrected along the way. When you say mispronounced, I was like, okay, archive, archive. How we do archive, not in the brain. But while we're confessing, um, ironically enough, I still have trouble spelling embarrassing. It's the R's. So I can't, I can tell you what's your embarrassingly late confession or learning thing. Can't spell it. Restaurant, I will never get either. The first time I ever spell restaurant correctly will be the first time I ever spell restaurant correctly. (sighs) Now that we've all confessed what we've learned embarrassingly, it's time to deal with some clutter because it's not actually done with confessions either because I admit that I'm a slob, but good gosh, is there a lot of clutter in my household that is not mine, both in the house and not technically in the house. That starts the Goals Gym debate at 8. That's in about 10 minutes. VFX. What's your hobby you're really excited about right now? Maybe you found something new or maybe a new passion for it. You're working on it. But what's the hobby you're really excited about? Now level with me because we're friends here. AJ Knight of VFX, Goals Gym Debate at 8. What's the hobby you left in the dark? It's the one that's forgotten behind. It's in the closet somewhere. Oh, yeah. We all got one of those. There's a uh, stat out post-pandemic said that 38% of people's homes are cluttered with space-hogging hobbies they picked up during the pandemic. And I thought, nah, that's not me, because during the pandemic, I was barely scraping out to survive. Oh, wait a second. No, 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 no. Yes, that's true. Now, I am not guiltless in this. I asked for a bunch, a bunch. I asked for a bunch of video stuff to help make TikToks and stuff, ring light, et cetera, et cetera. And I got them. And then proceeded to not want to be on social media, so now they sit in the closet, and they're really nice, and I'm glad to have them, so thank you to my family and all those that bought them as presents. But yes, I have them sitting in a closet now. That being said, the most guiltful person in this situation is actually the girlfriend, Ashley. Now, fellas, level with me. If you've got a plant girlfriend, plant wife, plant whatever... It's adorable. They're all about the plants, and it's super cool, and then you've always got to talk them down because it doesn't matter what's going on, how many they got before, how many they get as gifts because their friends think it's hilarious as well. They always want more plants. And the clutter that is taking up a chunk of our living room right now isn't isn't my filming stuff. It's the plant stuff. Pots, new soil, bowls, all that to remove them, repurpose them, to take the whatever you do on the... The succulents, so you can take the leaves off and replant them. I can't remember what the word is. All of that. Now, I'm not saying, I'm not saying, can't have your hobby or whatever, but every time, I, can I get a new plant? 
you know, really, you probably ought to repot the first ones before we start adding more to, you know, feed the mouths that exist before we add another mouth to feed. Because, again, we collect them, but yes, 100%, that is in the way, along with my filming stuff. And then, of course, you've got your normal just in the way stuff, the stuff you need to take to the DI. Well, sorry, the stuff you need to bag up and it sits there for a second and then it sits in your car for like a year and then you get to the DI. Though on my end, I've got this reverse thing going where I've got stuff that I bought from the DI that's been sitting in my car for a year and haven't decided if it's going back in or not. So clutter, just clutter everywhere. Speaking of which, can we talk about app management as couples? Now, transparency, I see your phone, you see mine, right? All that. And you've got your thing and I've got my thing. But oh my gosh, the unmitigated nightmare that is my girlfriend's phone. Yes, have transparency with your partner. I want to see your phone. You see mine, whatever it is. I know your password. You know my password. But good gosh, do you have to resist the urge to get in there and go, okay, this is a nightmare. We need to clean this up. AJ Knight on VFX. Gold's Gym debated eight. The other day, using my girlfriend's phone to just Google something because hers was in quick reach. And I shouldn't be surprised, but it just it hit me again. So I... I don't have an iPhone, and I know you can do, like, little groupings there and, like, little folders, right? So I just got the Android, right? So all my apps, the main ones, are on my screen. And they're organized. Like, front page is social media stuff. Second page is combination of sports and travel stuff because they're kind of interlinked. And then, like, my third page is, like, all my financial stuff, right? My banking apps and all that. They're all in a very organized area so that they're grouped together. They're easy to find. And anything else, right, you just go to the big collection of apps, Girlfriend just all over. She didn't put them on the page or whatever. They're just all over the place. Like finding Google Maps yesterday. Unmitigated nightmare. Unmitigated nightmare. And then, okay. Am I the best at reading emails? No. Ask anyone at work. They will tell you that. However, generally the issue is, is that I don't like looking at the notification. Like the bar across the top right was like, you got a Facebook message and an email, and here's a comment, and Uber Eats wants you to come hang out with them because that one pushes notifications like three times a day. I can't, I clear them out. I clear them out because I can't stand them. That's usually why emails get lost to shuffle because I can't stand Ashley, my girlfriend, at any given time will have like 50 notifications, and I've asked her multiple times, like, why do you do that? Like, that's so how? Why do you do that? I can't look at it. It's a nightmare. And she goes, so I don't forget him, which is good. But like she signed up for all these push notifications. I'm like, do you really need those? Like, I mean, if they're just constantly building up until your phone's like, hey, bro, like I can't hold anymore, man. I'm just going to I'm going to send this one out and I hope you find it. But I can't hang on to this. Like, no, it legitimately gives me a bit of anxiety to have a bunch of notifications. And my phone knows this, so when I, like, wake up from a nap, I'll set it down for two hours, right? It charges, whatever, and I'll come up. My phone's like, did you see this tweet? I'm like, I don't even follow that person. Did you see this tweet? Like, why are we doing this? Stop it. Oh, push notifications will, will maybe one day be the death of me. But, look, to each their own. You know, I can see your phone. You see mine when you know each other's passwords. But can you just, can you just organize it a little bit? Can it just not be... An unmitigated notification nightmare for just, just a little bit. Just swipe so I just, I, I get the feeling now, or I understand the feeling of like when I'm in, where Ashley and I are in the shower, and all of a sudden I feel that pain in my back because she sees that pimple she's got to pop. I get it now. I see your notification. I'm like, just gotta swipe. Just let me swipe some of them away. Just a few of them. Look, there's some you don't need here. I feel like I'm taking crazy pills.
talking about running red lights earlier, all that. Everyone at some point, I think, especially when you watch a movie where it comes up, you think about your last meal. Maybe it's not something that floats in your head all the time. Adele's would be McDonald's, which is super underwhelming. She should she should do better. She should do better. But what would your last song be? The jam you go out to, the set the tone. Because I think there's about three categories you could group them into. What's the song you're going out to? AJ Knight on VFX. So it's the thought of a last meal has probably come across and you thought about it. Maybe something complicated or something fancy or just a comfort food. Well, what about the song to jam out to while you're on your way out? What is it? Because I think there's three categories you can go with. So you can go with ironic, right? You can be obstinate on the way out. You can go with touching or you can go with something that means a lot to you. And I think those two are different. They're in the same category, but I mean, touching like in case like you have a an hour song, or there's a song that makes you think of your kids. I think that's one way. Or you can go with something that personally means something to you. But this question is, what is the song you're going out to? Because there's a couple of things that cross my mind. I got to be honest. The first one that crossed my mind was Hotel California from the Eagles. Long song. It's a jam. There's no denying that. So it's not going to sit there. And regret it because, like, if you're thinking, okay, what's as much time as I can buy myself? Apparently, there's a song called The Rise and Fall of Bossa Nova, which lasts over 13 hours. And I think by that time, I'm like, no, just flip the switch. Flip the switch. This was a stake. Like, I don't know why I bought the flip the switch. So, the Eagles, Hotel California. And then I was thinking, like, Six Feet Under from Creed came to mind because I was thinking, all right, so my, my snarky one. Snarky one would be to play like that or Nickelback, like save the saving me or uh, that one just to annoy everybody. And then the meaningful one. That one is tough. I don't know. What would your what would your song be? A text message coming in while I think of my meaningful one. Thank goodness. Somebody saved me. Uh, six, eight, two, five, five, the number to text. Start your text with VFX. Lincoln Park. Leave it out. Leave out all the rest. Is another one come in? 68255. Number text. Start your text with VFX. For whom the bell tolls from Metallica. Yes. Frankly, I would listen to that any time. I don't, probably, I got to be honest. Uh, how about Weezer Beverly Hills? That one was my, uh, that was my Zanga and my MySpace profile song when I was growing up. And I know a lot of people relate to that. Just kind of on the way out. Just It just means a lot. Like, that's where I want to be. And clearly I ain't there question for you today and i think we will definitely get into this for the after show and that's coming up at about about 10 30 on all vfx social media what would your last song be the one you're going to go out with speaking of ending it all there have been some terrible villains in movies across time frankly anything besides sharks i normally sign up for but like when you have a gingerbread cookie pass hbo's got a new show with a eh. can someone explain to me How in a world where we somehow generate a shark movie every year as a horror movie, there isn't really a good one after the populated Skinwalker Ranch that's one about a skinwalker, about evil mermaids, I don't know, actual demon birds, any of that stuff. No, we got to come up with a baby. AJ Knight on VFX with you this morning. HBO is supposed to release a show, HBO Max, I believe, called The Baby. And watching the trailer... It really seems to suggest that this eight-episode first-season pilot, the baby, is in fact a murderer. Now, of course, you don't see anything in the trailer. Okay, so just real quick, while we're talking about horror movie villains, just some of the ones that exist out there. 
There's one about a tire that goes rogue and kills people. There is like five Ginger Dead movies, which is about a killer gingerbread man. They are atrocious. Birdemic. If you know, you know. Zombievers we've talked about. Uh, okay, so all of those things exist. And in a world where shark movies are made like once a year, you got to get a new shark movie because apparently they're just so peeved off at humans. They just never stop. We landed on babies. Like, I get, you got to suspend disbelief, right? And you go into it. How, how did we land on the? Now, don't get me wrong. As a non-parent, terrifying. Babies are 100% terrifying. Do I think the baby could murder me, though? No. And to its credit, I would label a baby way ahead of a tire or a gingerbread man. Possibly even zombievers, if I'm being honest. But still... Skinwalker Ranch has been crazy popular. Nothing about that. Mermaids, like the actual lore of mermaids. How about anything from Greek mythology? No, no, no. No, I got it, guys. I got it. This woman adopts a baby because she's tired of her friends having kids and she wants to get in on that. Somewhat. The pressure, the stigma, realistic. Actually doing it? eh. And then the baby goes on murdering people. And no one suspects him because he's a baby. And then I... I got nothing for you. It's called The Baby. Watch the trailer. Good gosh. Just, we have completely given up, except for like Jordan Peele, on the horror movie genre as a totality. VFX's Facebook roulette. Something needs to go on our Facebook page. See, okay, so let me level with you. Now, the original idea and what I'm sticking to is the fact that something goes on our Facebook page because a good chance to see what's funny, what's inspiring, what's thought-provoking. However, bosses check occasionally, so... If you're actually helping us do our job by letting us have your memes and stuff to post, so thank you. AJ Knight, friends of me on Facebook, I will see your post, and the best one I think I find of the day will be on VFX and get to have bragging rights. Uh, I landed on my friend Patrick. Picture of a tweet says, Sure, I made mistakes when I was younger, but now that I'm older, I've learned how to make different, often far more serious mistakes. <laughs> uh, yeah, just yesterday I was talking to someone and we were talking about how oh people can't say that they were at their happiest in high school because that's a lie. You gotta make all your own decisions now. Yeah, but being an adult also kind of stinks. So it's like damned if you do, damned if you don't. Freedom, yes. Crippling responsibilities, though. Eh. But yes, yes. I uh, I often make. I mean, because you gotta you gotta go big or go home. You're gonna learn something. You might as well learn something, right? The AJ Knight across all social media. Utah's VFX. If you haven't voted for Park Narks. Do, please, Um, because we'll find out Friday who's the worst Parker this week. Of course, continue. It's been great. You guys have been amazing. I cannot say this enough. Thank you so much to all those that keep submitting. Um, This year has been one of the best years for submissions already for 2022. So Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, you see bad Parkers. Take a picture safely and submit it to our social media. The after show coming up, definitely going to talk about last. Last meal, last songs. Ought to be really interesting. Producer Butters BN, mystery guest number three. Who knows? But it comes up about 1030 on all of our social media. So find us. Whichever one you want to go to, we'll be there. Till tomorrow for uh, the VFX Morning Show. Don't do anything I wouldn't do. Thanks for listening to VFX.